Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Welcome to the Chaos Plan. We are finally starting our group games. These next few episodes are going to be setting up for the actual game itself. These all take place in Port City with small groups and one-on-one individual things that will all culminate up to the group game. We're releasing these on the Homebrew Review as well as Patreon because this is the first episode. We really want to get you hooked and show you exactly what we have planned for this. There's a ton of meta-knowledge and pop culture references and everything else because I love the idea of a world where anything can happen, even very meta things. You will recognize a lot of the enemies and a lot of the themes here, and that's on purpose. We really hope you enjoy what we have planned here, and if it interests you, we hope you will join our Patreon so you can take part in these games as well. Now that we're starting group games, they will be fairly consistent as far as release schedule and recording. And as soon as we get to our $60 a month goal on Patreon, we will be starting up a whole new channel simply for the Chaos Plan. It will become then free on iTunes for anybody that wants to listen to it because we don't want to keep this just to ourselves. This game is a lot of fun, and since our wonderful Patreon members are the ones that are taking part, we want to share that game with all of you listeners out there and hopefully convince you to join the guild as well. D&D is more fun with friends, and we would love to make more as we play these games together. If you have any questions at all, please check out our website, theadventuringguild.com, and on the top menu bar, you can find the Chaos Plan, all of our player information, including introductions of who has already appeared on the show, as well as maps, downloads, house rules, the calendar, and adventure log are all on that website. We, of course, are using Obsidian Portal as well, and we will slowly be integrating the two sites together to create a easy-to-navigate page for all of you to see. Once again, thank you guys very, very much for listening to this. We are so happy that we are finally at the point where we can bring this to you as a guild. And thank you, guild members, for taking part. You are all busting your butts to help get this show off the ground, and I am eternally grateful to all of you. So I believe that's enough talking, and let's continue with the show. This episode here is with Lydia playing Fimdir. All right, then. So we will go ahead, then, and get started a little bit with this. So you would be in the uh, Tangle, obviously, uh, in Feyport itself. Uh, You would have been given a mission from your uh, clan. uh, Clan, I think is what you called it. Uh, I have my clan, but... More or less, I don't really answer to them anymore so much as what like, like the conclaves as a whole decide. Okay, I wasn't. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was a house or a clan or what what the title was. So you would have been given a duty if you choose to undertake it to travel to Port City itself. You have been a scout long enough in the Tangle that you've kind of learned your way around most of this area, and there isn't a whole lot of advancement at this point without pursuing some sort of 
great mission, some sort of great undertaking, like going with a scouting party through one of these portals or joining one of the great guilds um, in order to advance up the line through political maneuvering or uh, anything like that. So to kind of broaden your horizons and to help kind of get you started down a path to something more than than just keeping an eye on the town and protecting it, your clan and a lot of your friends at this point as well would suggest that you visit Port City and see what is out there. Uh, Explore a little bit, find out more. Maybe you could learn something about those portals that you found. Um, Because you never know, uh, Hanier may very well be in Port City. You could interact with him again if you wanted. There's any number of things that that you could do and discover simply by going to Port City itself. Ah, I see. Well, that is part of the role that, you know, uh, that, that she accepted, and yeah. You would have been, uh, after being encouraged and whatnot, you would have been given a number of choices uh, as to how to get to Port City itself. Bayport itself is obviously a port city, so you could take a ship fairly easily. Uh, if you were willing to wait a few days, you could even possibly get uh, catch ride on an airship of sorts, a dirigible flying airship type deal. Uh, the other thing that you could do is if you're willing to, to haggle or negotiate a little bit, you could also possibly uh, convince one of the mages at the local chapter of the Mages Guild to get you passage, either through a circle of teleportation or something like that. Oh, uh, well, I would certainly hate to impose, and I'd prefer to be out of favor of the area as soon as possible. I'll simply take the, the, the most convenient ship. Okay, uh, airship or like an actual boat ship? Just a a regular ship. Okay. Uh, You would be able to... If, uh, with your scouting ability and whatnot, for trading a little bit of work, you would be able to very easily catch ride on one of the next merchant ships uh, heading out. This ship would be carrying uh, would be carrying wine and fine or wine and rare herbs used for spell components. Uh, so it would be a very well protected ship. So you don't have to worry a whole lot about bandits appearing uh, or pirates or whatnot. So you would be able to trade some work um, with your scouting ability and everything else, probably something in the uh, uh, just looking out. So in the crow's nest, um, watching out for other ships, doing, uh, you know, trying to help navigate. uh, Being as a scout, you would have basic uh, navigation skills, uh, uh, that kind of thing. So you're able to very easily catch a ride on this ship. After, um, let me see how many days it would take just for fun. After six days of traveling, you would arrive at Port City. Uh, Port City is a vast... You thought Fayport was big. This could swallow up Fayport several times over. This is the capital of basically the Elemental Islands, kind of this island archipelago as a whole. This is kind of the capital port, main port city kind of a thing. Um, So it would be extremely overwhelming right when you arrive. But you would be given a little bit of instruction from... uh, You'd be given some instruction and directions from the crew of the ship itself that would guide you to either one of the major guilds or to one of the well-known taverns, uh, inns-type place, in order to find lodging. 
Uh, they say that the guilds will provide free room and board for joining. Other than that, uh, most of the taverns are fairly reasonably priced because this is a travel kind of mecca, a big metropolis of uh, uh, travelers and whatnot. So inns are very reasonably priced. Oh, I see. Um, do I have any sort of idea of the rulership that goes on here, or if I were to ask? Yeah, you would know that the uh, port city itself is run by a ruling council uh, of seven members. They all have uh, ties to one guild or another, and then one neutral party um, that is not affiliated with any guild to kind of be the the deciding factor when squabbles break out. So you know that um, Glazer Dune is a dark-haired man, uh, a military background. Uh, he is most as- uh, most closely associated with the Fighters Guild and is in charge of most of the city's uh, martial defenses as a whole. There is Rylanez, who is very aristocratic. Uh, she is kind of the philanthropist of the group. She is the one that is in charge of making sure that the poor are um, given jobs so they can earn money and food. She's the one that makes sure that housing is available, that kind of keeps up the quality of the town itself. Uh, All of her money was made in the uh, Merchants Guild through tailoring and whatnot, so she has very close ties there. There is Nell Glegron, with kind of a weird last name, but he uh, originally came from the Tangle itself and is known for his love of fine wines and delicacies. Uh, his family runs a very large vineyard uh, at Port City itself, and he dress- dresses a lot less fancy than the other council members, preferring a um, kind of the garb of the Tangle, more of those natural soft leathers and... Uh, garments along those lines, but he is also the self, the second wealthiest in the entire council, um, seconded only to the head councilman. The head councilman is uh, Pernor Fenkine. Uh, he is a uh, half-elf. His elven father held the position, uh, but something sinister ended up happening, and he was nominated for it Uh, being basically the only real choice because of how abruptly the last councilman was assassinated. Uh, He is the only one without close um, guild ties to anywhere. Zep Meng is a wizard as well as a merchant that is far, far older than he looks. He looks to be in his 70s, but is much older than that. Nobody's quite sure how old exactly, and that's by elf standards, which is pretty phenomenal for a human. Uh, he has obviously very, very close ties to the Mages Guild. There is Sibol Shen, who originates from the Kang Islands, a continent off to uh, the uh, east quite a ways. And while the while he is in the weapons business, he is most closely known for his association with the Shadows Guild. Um, he is the outfitter to the Port City's guards, but he does not have super close ties uh, to the uh, Fighters Guild. And last but not least, we have Marla Grubb, who is a very matronly woman and uh, kind of an oddity on the council because she is not extremely wealthy. Um, she is most closely tied with the Temples Guild and is a powerful mentalist. 
which is something that isn't super well known uh, in the world. The mentalist, uh, psionic type talents are a little bit feared and misunderstood. And that's the ruling council of Port City. Right. Like, it just go like, oh yeah, this council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what would you like to do from here, Lydia? Oh, um, well, I would very much like to find a place of lodging, if at all possible. I have a couple of letters to write. Okay, would you go to uh, one of the frequented uh, traveler-type inns, or would you seek out one of the guilds, or possibly seek out, um, I don't want to say your brethren, for lack of a better term, but seek out um, kind of the elven district um, where you would be more familiar with some of the customs and peoples. I would love to see what the elves of the city do. Okay, uh, you were able to go to just, it's actually on the outside of the city walls, but it is still very much protected by the city itself. And there is a small orchard out there. Not necessarily a wild looking place, but definitely a lot closer to nature than the urban um, metropolis that is within the walls. Uh, and so you're able to find the elves, and it is a very, very comfortable, relaxing place. Uh, you can tell that a lot of the the vegetation has been artificially kept to look this green. Obviously the work of a lot of druids and other nature-based magic users. But it's it's closer to home than what you're going to find anywhere else. Uh, there is an inn there. And let me pull up my generator here. Alright, this inn is called the Green... Oh no, because we did that one last time. Uh, I don't want to go with the Green Leaf. Uh, we'll go with the We'll go with the Greenfield. This inn is called the Greenfield, and it is a modest inn. Um, it is only two stories uh, tall as opposed to some of the massive buildings within the city, but very homey looking, uh, made of natural timbers, not living still, but kind of that log cabin look about it um, with the thatch roof and whatnot. It's, it's very cozy looking. Uh, and as you get closer, uh, you can see that most of the individuals around here are of elven persuasion a little bit. Uh, they would be also a lot of your fae-like creatures. There's a couple of sentient plant-looking individuals and a few beast folk, but predominantly elves in this area. And they would, of course, welcome you into the inn and immediately take you up to the innkeeper uh, in order to get a room. How long do you think your stay would be? At this point, I'm not too sure. Well, at this point, I'm not too sure how long I'll remain within the city itself. I would very much like to first see what there is to find. Okay, they they say the normal going rate, um, all meals included, is about one gold piece a night. But if you are able to do a little bit of work uh, around the inn when you're not out adventuring, they will let you stay for a uh, week, which is ten days in this world for seven gold pieces, as long as you do just a little bit of work to help out around. Uh, bring in, you know, go hunting, bring in something or, you know, some meat or whatnot, or um, help uh, harvest some of the fruits out in the orchard, that kind of thing. I'll see what I can do, and I'll, I'll place down my gold piece for now. Okay. Yep, they get you a room um, of your choice, uh, either on the first or second floor, wherever you prefer and uh, bring a hot meal to you of a very hearty vegetable-type stew, as well as a loaf of freshly baked bread. <sighs> um, 
Excellent. Um, well, if, if I have a bit of time to myself, then I quickly want us to write. I, I was, I, I will write a very brief letter, just an alerting local, uh, the, the local council and relevant authorities that I will be in the area and I will be uh, operating within my authorities from the tangle and there's not to be concerned nor worries nor interfere if possible um and then I'll just fold it and press it with my seal okay just in case yeah good idea the uh, innkeeper fetches one of his children and uh tells him to go run it up to the uh, council house and uh, delivers that for you post haste um, without a problem. I'll give Silver each their troubles. Oh, they they uh, pocket, they squirrel it away and uh, kind of look around and uh, mur- murmur to each other uh, which candy stalls they're going to hit uh, while they're coming back, uh, saying they're going to take the long way back down through this region. All right, after that, um, the innkeeper would say, you know, if you're looking for any kind of work, uh, the best place to go would to uh, would be to check out the portal crystal. Uh, that's where most of your other adventurers and folks are going to be hanging out, looking for jobs and whatnot, and other adventurers to help out with those activities. It's worth a glance over. Uh, yes, probably the wisest option to at least have a look around. Okay, yeah. Uh, so. This would be the 16th, so it would be the day right before um, the, well, meta-knowledge. It would be the day right before the adventure actually takes place. And you notice as you're walking from the district that you are currently in, from the Elven District, you would notice that there is quite a bit of celebration and festivities going on walking around, and you learn that it is the, uh, one of the festivals is going on, the seed sowing festival. So it would be an agricultural festival that is currently taking place. So you would see a lot of really unique individuals uh, running around at this point. As you get closer to the main square, you see that there are all sorts of job postings and uh, heralds crying out uh, for work and uh, people of all adventure types that you can imagine. You have the giant warriors, and you have the scrawny, very mysterious-looking mages, all kind of hanging out in this main area, and you're kind of getting a sense that this is a very chaotic location, and definitely not a place that you would want to um, pick any kind of trouble or be uh, you know, too nosy into other people's business. Everybody is very very business-like and uh, very upfront about what they are doing. Well, knowing myself then, if it's that chaotic with that many people, I'm going to not steer clear, but I'm going to at least find myself at vantage points just to listen and keep away from the majority of people. Okay. Yeah, you're able to see they're keeping a pretty clear line to get into the actual Mages Guild itself. Um, seeing as a lot of the people that are walking in and out of that building are extremely well-armed, and many have magical effects crackling around them uh, as they're getting ready to jump through this portal. Uh, So if you wanted to know more, uh, your best bet would be to actually enter the Mage's Guild itself and talk to one of the um, in-charge peoples there to find out what's going on. (sighs) I'm not interested in standing in the line. 
there any other ways into the major skills aside from having to wait in a queue? Oh, there isn't really a queue. There's um, a, an open space for people to walk in and out of. Uh, they're, they're keeping it clear uh, of the very dangerous and well-armed people there. So it would be kind of a, uh, a very large opening. You could imagine that two or three wagons all side by side could fit through this very large archway. And you can see this giant glowing crystal uh, inside. And people are just immediately stepping into it uh, as well as meeting allies before stepping out uh, of this portal going back and forth. So we'll go ahead and ask around. Okay, you see um, some official-looking people that don't appear to be going anywhere, uh, all wearing these gray robes uh, uniformly. Uh, and they would see you looking around a little bit, and uh, one would approach you, a younger-looking uh, woman. She's definitely a tiefling, you believe, uh, from the horns and the slight pointed teeth, uh, slight... Uh, red hue to her skin and she would say is this your first time visiting the mages guild uh this this no uh well yes the specific one but no not in in general i apologies um yes and no She, she chuckles a little bit and says, I know it can be a little bit overwhelming, but don't let it get you uh, too flustered. You'll be able to, uh, since this is your first time around the portal network, I guess, uh, would be a better term for it. Uh, we suggest you actually come back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be uh, introducing some new adventurers to the portal itself. Uh, today is extremely chaotic with the festivals and whatnot there are strange fluxes happening in the portal so all the veterans are are gathering around to see what kind of crazy things happen and and it's not a place for somebody first time out to step through today uh but if you show up bright and early tomorrow uh just a couple hours past sunrise we can get you lined up with a group and see what happens from there fluxes What kind of flux is exactly? The portal is more stable when it's just a average day, and she puts air quotes around that. But whenever it's a festive day or whenever there's a lot of energy in the air, a lot of, of uh, anticipation or anything of import, the portal seems to feed off of that that emotion, that, that energy, that magic. And so it gets a little bit off, and you never know where you're going to end up uh, stepping through to. Uh, I remember the last sewing festival, we had a an ant uh, plunge through the portal at some point and ended up crashing half of this building down around us. It was a it was a very very exciting event. Um, so we're we're hoping that doesn't happen this year. That's part of the reason we have so many well armed uh, veterans around us right now. Jeez. Very strange cultures with their strange definitions of exciting. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I will be sure to return tomorrow, if nothing else to observe. Um, thank you again. I'll quickly turn around and I leave. <laughs> okay. You are able to cut through the crowd, get out of the way, and uh, out of a lot of the excitement. And then would you return back to the inn and get ready for tomorrow? It would be mid-afternoon, not quite supper yet by this point. Oh, in that case, I take the longest way back possible and make a few rounds, just explore. 
Yeah, you see all sorts of very strange and unusual things uh, going on. You see, uh, at one point, you see a gnome and a strange, thin, taller-looking human-ish person uh, carrying a wriggling bag and a strange scroll tube um, walking out the west gate, which is opposite of where your district is. And they seem to be mumbling about some weird individual they met and something about a glowing torch and it's a really confusing conversation that you can't quite follow um and you can what's that probably not not. uh you continue past where you can tell the fighters guild is because of the huge gladiator type um arena and you see a gruff looking red bearded dwarf uh, individual who is uh, looking at his sword in the light. Uh, you can see it, it gleaming with the last rays of of the fey torches, uh, the fey lanterns and whatnot, glowing kind of eerily um, as he uh, finishes using his whetstone on it. Uh, and then you are able to eventually uh, make your way down towards the Elven District. And right before you cross through the East Gate, going through, you um, see a gnome uh, individual who has a giant spider-looking mount. It's it's something that you haven't seen. You know giant spiders from being in the tangle in the forest. And this is a very strange-looking creature. And he seems to be stroking uh, the creature's back uh, very, or uh, abdomen, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, very tenderly um, uh, telling it that it'll be all right uh, I know there's a lot of people here, and it's so bright out, but but it, it will will be fine. We'll find a nice stables for you to stay in tonight um, before he hops back on its back and they skitter down the street. Okay, cool, because otherwise it's going to say, I do that thing where you see someone dodge you on the street, and you walk all the way around at massive inconvenience <laughs> just to keep away from <laughs> okay, yeah, you're, you you go on the opposite side of the sidewalk, and it's a little courtyard, and so you actually go through the courtyard itself, and then back on and around. All right, so you make your way back to the inn. Uh, once again, they serve you up a hearty meal before um, giving you a complimentary glass of wine uh, that they make here at the location using recipes from the tangle itself, and uh, wish you good night, um before calling it a day. Alright, um, so then first thing in the morning, would you head to the Mages Guild itself? Oh, well, I had a couple of hours, so I'll take a long route again. <laughs> okay. Alright. I, I, I take the long route every time. Okay, then we will go ahead and pause here, uh, and I will get everybody else kind of in the same location that you are. So thank you very much, Lydia, uh, and then we'll get started. Do you have any questions before we finish? Uh, not at all. Go ahead. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. We really hope that you enjoyed it, and since we are doing group games now, we are going to very quickly start getting episodes out there on a regular basis. If you want to take part, please visit Patreon, donate the $2 a month, and you can get in on this guaranteed. We already have the next batch of players getting ready to go for the next game, and we're already looking at the different DMs that are going to be taking part. Both Braden and Mike have committed to doing games so far. So if you want to get in on that action, please, please just join our Patreon. Thank you, and we hope to see you next game.